Welcome to July and a new month that's a relief from the strong sixth signature of June during which we had three days whose date numerology was 666. That brought the density of 3D front and center so we could be prepared for the end of the June new moon. Did you feel the boom of the karma that was brought forward? This is going to be the gift of July if it's a gift you want to open and that is the end of karmic cycles. Now, before you jump up to celebrate, remember that our closest karmic partners are our family members, loved ones, close friends, and partners, starting with our mother. These are related to our core karmic missions. Expect family fireworks and karmic timelines to be obliterated, whether you're ready for it or not. July starts off with a bang with the Independence Day celebration of July 4th and the second U.S. and global Pluto return the first week of July. This month is a turning point as we move into the second half of 2022 and get serious about our core issues and how we will proceed with our intention for joy, peace, love, and abundance and to be surrounded by people and situations that love, honor, and respect us. It's going to be an exciting month and you can learn all about it in the July Energy Report. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. June ended with a strong new moon that set the energy for July, and it's all about karma, endings, timeline shifts, and freedom. Not surprisingly, we get this in a month whose theme in the U.S. is independence and freedom. We get a big dose of freedom this month, whether we are willing to do the release work or not. It's time for us to get comfortable with transformation and the energy consequences that accompanies our intention for joy, freedom, peace, and love. We enter the month on a path for embodying our self-ideation, one of the themes of 2022. And we have the U.S. and global second Pluto return, a more stable and grounded for numerology and a lot of energy supporting July's themes of freedom, acceptance, karmic booms, and decisions. The big theme of July is freedom. Freedom from karma, freedom within ourselves, the state of being free, and the opportunity to choose freedom. We can always choose freedom and release ourselves from what limits us but we are not always willing to bear the consequences of our actions and our choices. Other July energy themes are karmic endings, decisions, and acceptance, and they're all tied to freedom, the state of being free and having choices for freedom. Pay attention to those nuances because they're important. There's always an option for freedom in any situation. We can simply say no and leave. But the decision to have freedom is another matter entirely. We want it all, 
freedom to do what we want, to have great relationships with people who are incapable of having those with us, at least at this time. No guilt and shame and the validation and acknowledgement of our long-standing efforts at healing those in our karmic circles and soul groups. But we're asking for the impossible and we now have to choose something else. While nothing is impossible in the universe, we all have free will and energetic sovereignty and the ability to choose our path. But no matter how wonderful we think the healing path is, to someone who doesn't want to heal or to achieve wholeness or congruence, who is happy living in the 3D density of their world, it is not an option they want to consider. In the past, we've brushed aside their hesitancy, resistance, and protests, and pushed and manipulated people to join us on the healing path we believe is right for them, even changing, limiting, and altering our own path to accommodate them and where they are in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. We don't want to outshine them and get too far ahead of them. So we wait and wait and wait and dim our light, lower our energy frequency, pull back on our vibration, show them that we can suffer too as we wait for them to embrace the light. Don't be afraid to speak up if you see yourself here, and this is not a judgment of you or of your actions, but it is a clear example of how we fulfill our healing missions with our karmic partners. There are core issues here and deep karmic bonds to your soul group, but that path is no longer possible, and July is going to help you voluntarily release those karmic timelines or create a karmic boom that's going to blow them up for you. The first week of July features another U.S. Pluto return, which is exact on July 4th, the second of five. This time, Pluto is retrograde. In February, with the first U.S. Pluto return, it was direct. We'll have some more of these until December 2023. But this is extremely significant in the U.S. and on a global scale. The previous Pluto and Capricorn journey 284 years ago, was a global event that celebrated individual sovereignty and empowerment, which were a direct repudiation of the monarchy and of absolute control by monarchs. In 1776, it was the signing of the Declaration of Independence, a celebration of individual sovereignty. In 2022, it's about energetic sovereignty. We have to reclaim our individual power and then we can establish our energetic sovereignty. And we do that by releasing ourselves from karmic obligations and our soul groups. How does a karmic boom happen? It's unexpected, but probably not surprising and can show up as an argument, a disagreement, a sudden turn against you by people you never expected to have that happen with. Let me share a little story with you because I learned about karmic booms and I'm sharing this with you because it happened to me from a rather unsurprising source, but the way it unfolded was actually quite shocking. And because it involves a family member, I'm going to give you an overview, but not name names. A family member called me sounding concerned about a situation with one of my children. Now, this is someone I never talk to, I never hear from, or I very rarely hear from. The fact that they were so interested in my personal life suddenly was a little suspicious. 
So after listening to their proposal, which again, I was rather suspicious of and surprised by because this person never talks to me and actually knows nothing about my personal life, even though they're rather close to me in my family. I just said, oh, let me think about it, but I'm not on board. I just want to think about it and I'll let you know tomorrow. So the next day, I didn't really want to call. I was busy. So I sent a text and said, thanks for your offer. I'm going to handle this myself. It's really between me and this other person. Well, somebody got triggered. What then proceeded to happen is a slew of text messages that were so vile, rather disturbing, so hate-filled, so angry, bringing back things that have happened in the past 30, 40 years ago and beyond that. And I was tempted to write, tell me what you really think. The amount of ill will, anger, hatred, animosity, resentment this person had for me was surprising. And I eventually just ended the conversation by saying, you're blocked. I'm not listening to any more of this. And I blocked them. But it wasn't surprising. What was a little bit surprising was how deep the resentment and anger actually were. This is a person who really needs some intervention. This was seriously disturbed. And I contacted a couple of family members and said, I'm not getting involved, but this situation exists. I think this person needs some help. But what it did is it freed me. I have spent many decades of my life trying to build a bridge of compassion and understanding to this person. I've tried to share light with them. I've been compassionate and understanding to an enormous degree, far more actually than they really deserved or to be honest, probably wanted. As long as they could use my energy, as long as I did what they wanted or I was in a position to help them out on something, they were nice and accommodating and pleasant and even friendly towards me. But those times were few and far between. Most of the time, I never heard from them. They pretty much ignored me and really had very little to say to me, although they did occasionally talk about me and not in very nice terms. It always got back to me. This was a karmic boom. This was a total destruction of any connection I have to this person because I realized that with the level of hatred and animosity and resentment that was shown in these messages, I'm done. I'm completely finished. I don't want to have any more to do with this person. I'm not even going to send them light or good energy. They're done. And I don't say that because I'm trying to be mean. I just say that because it's just not worth it. It's not worth my time and energy. They have already shown me that they firmly reject any advances or anything that I want to do with them. So I don't have any obligation to them. I don't have no commitment to their healing journey. I don't care anymore. I have removed myself from this relationship. And I'm sharing this with you because a lot of the problems in our life, a lot of the commitments that we have made to others is based on some pretty strong karmic ties. And these are, again, this is your family. And I'll talk about that in just a few minutes because that's part of July's energy. But when they so firmly and soundly reject you, you have no obligation to them. Yeah, you can think of them with good intentions as you would anybody else, but you don't have to give them anything extra. You don't have to have them as part of your life. You don't have to make any extra effort towards them because a karmic boom destroys that karmic bond. It destroys that cord that has connected you for so long, which is 
usually a commitment that you've made to somebody else. And now that commitment is no longer workable. It's no longer possible. You not only don't have to honor it, you can free yourself from it. And July is going to do that. This is not a choice the universe can make for us. But while we tend to look at our own experience, the people involved are also struggling with this karmic path. And they may blow up that karmic timeline, as happened with me, for you if they decide they want out of their karmic cycle with you. Look for people in your karmic group and soul groups. These are family, close friends, and partners who pick fights, set ultimatums, find fault with you, criticize and judge you, attack you. And this time, your response is different. Rather than taking it as you normally have, you fight back. That's exactly what they want you to do. So don't be afraid to end a relationship that has already been ended on an energetic level by someone else. The sacrificing and holding light for others simply does not work anymore. We need to let these old, tired, worn out missions and pathways go away. And this month, it happens with the karmic booms, the desire for freedom, the need to make firm decisions that lead to transformation and new timelines. Not the ones that we run on the energy of karmic obligations, but the ones that we choose for energetic sovereignty and freedom. We have to make a decision for ourselves now. The one that we know is going to be right and best for us is going to bring us joy and is going to allow us to confirm what we have suspected for this and for many lifetimes, that sometimes we have to stop applying healing energy to a person or situation and start applying acceptance energy. July also offers empowerment for new timelines that arise from new decisions. A decision is a commitment to a specific path. So many people talk about choices and decisions in the same way as though they are the same thing. And yet, like polarity and duality, they are very different. A choice is a possibility that we will consider based on its effectiveness, efficiency, and whether we're willing to live with its consequences. While we may think that we consider choices based on a variety of factors, the common denominator for our choices is consequences. We make a decision when we look at all of our choices and choose the one that is the most practical and workable in that moment. We may think we decide based on the highest and best for ourselves, and to some extent we do. But the common denominator for our decisions is also the consequences we are willing to live with. Let me explain and give you an example of a simple decision about choices and how we make choices and decisions every day in the most basic aspects of our life, like what we're going to eat and how those choices and decisions are based on consequences. So as you know, every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, usually we last to like 9.30 or 10, I hold the Enlightening Life live broadcast. Now I've had a live broadcast on Wednesday nights since 2005 using some form of available technology. My lives usually last from 8 to 9.30, sometimes 10. And if I'm very organized and I don't have anything to do before and I'm hungry, I'll eat dinner before the broadcast. Sometimes I'm just not hungry or I don't have time or time gets away from me and I have to eat dinner after the broadcast. Well, it's late. It's 10, 1030 and I have to decide what I'm going to eat. 
Now, there is no processed food in my house. Everything that's eaten in this house has to be cooked. So it's 1030, I'm kind of tired, I'm a little bit hungry, I want something that's fast, so I have a couple of options. But what I decide to choose is based on consequences. How long it's going to take me to cook it, how hungry I am, how long it's going to take to digest since it's late, and the next thing I have to do is go to bed and how much time I want to spend cleaning up after myself. Although I eat healthy food and I'm going to make a healthy food choice, I don't necessarily choose the healthiest option because I'm making a choice based on consequences. How long is it going to take for me to cook this versus how hungry I am versus how much longer I want to be up? I'm tired. It's the end of the day. So every day we make these kinds of choices. We have an array of choices. We choose one. We decide. But the point I'm trying to make here is that consequences are an integral part of our decisions. They are an integral part of the choices that we allow ourselves to consider, what we actually choose, how we decide to implement that choice. Everything revolves around consequences. And you've heard me talk a lot about consequences in the last few months because consequences are a really important aspect of everything. I started saying a few years ago, we don't fear fear. We fear consequences. And I want you to start looking at your choices, at things you do, things you avoid, choices that you allow yourself to consider, decisions you make. And I want you to pay extra attention to how consequences figure into those choices and decisions because once you learn to manage your consequences then you can make fear-free choices and that's part of your energetic sovereignty all right let's move on with the July's energies another theme in July is acceptance and acceptance is our most difficult life lesson because it requires the application of unconditional and complete non-judgment when we accept someone's choices, we avoid judging what they're doing or choosing and stop thinking that they need our help to make a better choice or that they're doing the wrong thing or they don't know what they're doing and we have to tell them. In a judgment-free world, we would accept their choices, but within our sole mission of healing others, we believe we are obligated to tell them because we're responsible for their choices and the outcomes they create. Remember, we came here to help heal our karma. The last thing we want to do is have us or someone else do something or make a decision or consider a choice that's going to extend our karma with them. And we have to set them on the right path because that is part of our soul mission and our life purpose to make sure they stay on the right path, the one they should be on the one that leads to the light, the one where they finally, after lifetimes of effort, admit we're right and they embrace and integrate the light that we have offered to them for so long. Sounds good, but that's not how it happens, is it? Now, this application of non-judgment also applies to how others connect to us, especially those people who are part of our karmic cycle and soul group. We must learn to apply acceptance if we're going to be able to gather our own energy resources and tighten up our energy field so we stop the energy leaks and drains from siphoning away our own energy. Acceptance is not tolerance. 
Acceptance is acknowledging someone's free will and their ability to choose what they want for themselves, no matter how ill-advised or awkward we think it is. If you'd followed me since 2004, when I first began writing and teaching, one of my earliest messages from Archangel Uriel was that this was the lifetime in which we would be ending karma. And to do that, we chose our most difficult and challenging karmic partners for this lifetime. We chose the people we have strong commitments to and obligations with. We chose the people we have never been able to heal before. We chose the people who have done the most damage to us in, in various lifetimes and who've been responsible for lifetimes of suffering, trauma, and grief. But this is our time to shine with our own radiant light and to stop dimming our light for others. We do not need to wait for a karmic boom to end our karmic timelines, but we'll get it if our intention is at cross purposes with our karmic commitments and our need to heal others. At some point in this journey, especially now that we are in Ascension 2.0, which happened in January 2022, we have to get to this place, and we're here. Our best strategy to navigate the energies of July is to be in a space of acceptance and to focus our energy on our intention, on our outcomes, on the energies we want to have in our life. It helps to have strong energy boundaries and to be totally committed to our own path, knowing that whatever people or situations leave or are taken away will be replaced with people in situations that are more energetically resonant, compatible, and aligned. There are some interesting aspects to note for July. There's the retrograde of Jupiter at the end of the month as it heads back into Pisces to conjunct Neptune again. This time won't be exact, but both rulers of Pisces, Jupiter and Neptune, will be in Pisces from the end of October through December 31st. This is a 155-year transit that always blesses us with spiritual awakenings and transformation. Mars is moving into place to start a very long retrograde starting the end of October, which will end the first week of January 2023. This is interesting because it retros in the sign of Gemini, which is the sign that rules karma and karmic connections. There's more support for our karmic endings now because Mars is the planet of action and the ruler of Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. Then beginning in September, we have the Saturn-Uranus square in force again, which will be especially active from September through November. That was the main theme of 2021, and it is a huge status quo disruptor, especially with Saturn being in its sign of traditional rulership, Aquarius. It's been a big force to contend with all this year, and we've seen its effects in the movement towards truth, freedom, and the fight against government tyranny around the world. Remember, Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius, where it has been since December 2020. What was going on in the world then? What has changed and what is growing now? Aquarius rules 5D energy and its expression of community, connection, and greater unity awareness. Uranus is the new ruler of Aquarius, so we have a lot of 5D energy disrupting 3D right now thanks to this aspect. Last but not least, Mercury has another retrograde in Virgo, its other sign of rulership in September and October. 
Here we'll be challenged to consider how we interact with others as a servant and in service to them or as a master and of service to them. Do we relinquish our energetic sovereignty and our own joy to help others or do we shine as brightly as we can and let our light inspire them to see their own transformation? That's going to be a big question for the rest of 2022. At the same time Mercury is in Virgo, Mars will be active in Gemini, intensifying the Mercury energy around karma, servitude, healing missions, soul groups, and our obligations and commitments to them. Be prepared. This will come up in your life, and you'll have to decide between being a servant and being in service of maintaining your karmic obligations and commitments or ending them. One of the questions to ask is found in the quote I have shared with you since 2005, and that's used by millions around the world that you can use as a deciding factor. The quote is, everyone in my life loves, honors, and respects me. Everything in my life is a source of peace, joy, and love. If someone cannot love, honor, and respect you, and you know who they are, then they cannot be given a free pass to cross your energy boundaries and bring chaos, trauma, and drama into your life. And if a situation is not a source of peace, joy, and love, then change, transform, or remove it. It is time for an energetic housekeeping and a thorough assessment of what is enriching our energetic frequency and vibration and what is just taking up space and using our energy resources. July's energies are adding fuel to a fire that is already burning within you. The desire for joy, peace, love, and abundance. The desire for freedom and for energetic sovereignty. It will come, and maybe not in the way you think it should, would, or could. Manage your expectations about what others are capable of within the energetic frequency and vibration of your light. Be true to yourself. Honor your own intentions and have strong energy boundaries and keep that revolving door of completion and closure turning as you turn from grief, pain, suffering, and trauma into the brilliant joy, peace, love, and abundance of the fulfillment of your 5D ascension integration. This is Jennifer Hoffman. Have a great month.